Welcome to MI Live, a podcast from Macros Inc., where we talk about how to make your nutrition and fitness goals realistic, achievable, and sustainable. All right, let's get to the show. Oh um, my God, that was the best intro ever. <laughs> oh my God, I don't even know what I'm doing. I forgot we were going live. I thought we had a meeting at this time. And I'm just, I'm losing my mind today. Brad, how Dude, are you? Uh, uh, I, well, I have my Yeti cup that my wife bought me as a present. Ooh, you have your green screen on, so it's... Um, so I do have my Yeti cup, which I'm very excited about. Thank you, honey. This is great. Now I can drink water at my desk. Um, I sat on my backyard yesterday for like 25 minutes in the sun, drinking a high noon. Um, and that was quite possibly the most suburban husband thing I've ever done in my life. It's a high noon. Is that like it's like auto- a it's like a seltzer drink. <laughs> Like a white claw? Is that what that is? It's, it's kind of like a white claw, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't. So know. I've reached full suburban uh, status in my life. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I can be your friend anymore. I wish people could have like heard the conversation we were having before we went live. That's why we're a little delayed. Yeah. Um, but like, I would love for us to just document every day of what goes on behind the scenes at Macros Inc. And then in like ten years from now, publish it, and people are just gonna be like. Good God, what is wrong with these people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, like if we had an office, it would be, it would just be like an episode. I mean, the office is such an accurate show. How do you get anything done or how do you turn this, how do you make this from, from this chaotic nightmare of a mess? Well, it's not even like it, chaos. It, like we're like, that is my working, that is my work <laughs> business plan that I move sticky notes around all day on. Yeah. But I mean, like we're pretty organized, like as a company, like there's, when was the last time we had like a fire drill emergency at Macro Zinc that like, you know um, what I mean? Like March 13th. And then before that, I can't even tell you. Yeah. But like, except for a worldwide global shutdown, yeah, um, no, we haven't like we, so we're a pretty well oiled machine, but just like the amount of stuff and things that go on in a given day. Oh, my hair's like, I have a good hair. It's just crazy. I know my hair's finally growing back. Oh no. It's, I mean, it's just out of control. Let's just see how weird I can make it look for the rest of life. Wow. That's long. All right. You look like a teenager right there. I feel like a teenager with a with a beard is what. Well, I, uh, like, before we get way off topic, which we already have, let's let's let's, let's just jump into first topic. Bring it, bring it back in. This is Am I Live? Um, this is the podcast that aims to make your fitness and nutrition simple, achievable, and what's our third tagline? Sustainable. <laughs> Sustainable. Um, we are a. We, we live stream this to Facebook, to YouTube. Um, we have post facto audio clips. Post or the au- facto. What a the, word. The, uh, the audio is uploaded to the Google machines and the podcast machines and you can find us everywhere pods are casted. We officially went live last Thursday and we are number six in all of, uh, fitness and nutrition and whatever. I think that's no, iTunes. Number six in nutrition. Oh yes. 61 in fitness and nutrition. Oh, so we're, we are growing. Um, so what would be awesome is if all of the people who are listening right now would just go to their podcast and just download all of the eight episodes that we have already done. So the count is downloads in the same day. So we'll have like a billion and then we'll be in the top 1%. And then that, I don't know what happens after that, but no, it'd be cool. All right. So we got comments already. Dante, who I believe Dante is in, uh, in Chile and just signed up for coaching. Oh, Welcome. The last continent that we did not have, obviously not Antarctica, but that is the last inhabitable continent that we did not have a client on. So now we are in all six inhabitable continents. 
Um, and first time managed to catch it. So welcome, Dante. Somebody said we're not allowed to work together in an office. LOL. Um, that's probably true. That's, that's why we are on. Um... Let's, let me think. The last time that you and I worked in person together was when we were in Toronto and we ended up bar hopping after in the middle of the afternoon because we were on our way to a social event, but we did do that, but we were, we did work together in Vegas. It was that since then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we worked together in Vegas and then we put out a fire in the El Cortez casino. I mean, we basically single-handedly saved Sin City. And then I got yelled at for putting out a fire in the El Cortez casino. I know. You shouldn't have done it. You should have let it burn. I don't know if they were so mad that I did it, but nobody was doing anything. And they just stood there and were like, oh, no, there's a fire over there. And I just put it out. That's a welcome, true- welcome to the wide world of macros. Yeah. All right. So let's get on to our first topic. Our first topic today is where is my banner? Oh, my God. I don't even have a banner. I am so – Get up. your banner up. Get your banner up. Oh, my God. My swapping. eyeball's twitching, too. Today, we're going to talk about swapping macros. So, Jay, what does swapping macros mean? Um, so, fats, proteins, and carbs, and alcohol are our macros. We're not going to talk about alcohol. Um, but they all have different functions. Um, so, they all have different functions, so we need all of them. But a lot of times, a lot of people like to, you know, we, we did you do that? Yes, Red I did. My screen, so it's mainly me, and it was very scary. I thought I broke something. Um, so <clears throat> we have a <laughs> change my screen. Is this what it's like when I do it to you? Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's distracting. I'm going to stop doing that to you. So um, we, if, as long as we're hitting our protein, so if we want to swap macros, and maybe I want more fats or more carbs, uh, maybe I want to have birthday cake, or maybe I want to have bacon. Um, and I don't have the carbs or fats in my macros to do it. As long as you take total calories into account, you can swap those out. They're interchangeable for the most part, uh, for the average person. Protein, we want to really keep the same. So adding extra, more flexibility to a flexible diet. Yeah. So this is flexibility squared. So FF. Oh my God. Um, oh my God. so you said there are some circumstances where you shouldn't swap macros. Like what? What situations would you find yourself in where if a client was like, hey, I really want to just on the daily average just swap my carbs and fat back and forth as long as I account for it, what would be situations where you'd be like, eh, I don't really think we should do that? Yeah, uh, an endurance athlete is, is the primary one. Endur- and assuming there's no metabolic issues or no underlying health conditions that we have to be concerned with, um, I would definitely switch, be okay with anybody in, except for somebody who's an endurance athlete. Um, those are pretty much my own, my only ones that I have concerned with. If, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a, in, in, in a cardio endurance person, but if I'm going out hiking for the day or I'm going to be in the sun all day, I, I tend to make sure I have more carbs cause I get, I use them more. Um, but outside of that, I don't, I don't track my protein and my, I don't track my carbs and fats. Okay. Um, is there somebody else you're thinking of? Well, yeah, I guess. So my, my thing is endurance athletes are definitely one of those people um, mm-hmm. where you you have, a, especially on training days, you have a little less flexibility. I also would just say kind of high performance athletes in general, um, they okay. shouldn't be yeah. on like, hey, let's swap all my carbs for all my fats. They need to have a more modest, moderate uh, usage of their macronutrients. So they really need to do a good job of making sure they're having at least enough carbohydrates. Yeah. Okay. That's a fair statement. I, I, I agree. And I, I gave an oversight to that. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you were spot on, right? Endurance athletes, but that's kind of like the average everyday person who's not like a professional athlete, right? Is probably just an endurance athlete. So they would fall on that. But if you're like a high level CrossFit athlete or, um, you know, you play professional sports, it's also something to consider. Yeah. Agreed. Um, what are, can you, what is Brad, can you swap? If I, if I was going to swap, can I swap protein? Is there ever a circumstance where you'd say swap protein? Um, yes, I would say again for like endurance athletes, um, during high training volume periods, you can probably lower your protein a little bit for more carbohydrates. Okay. Perfect. Um, is there any time? And then since we're on swapping macros and we have a fourth macro that people aren't regularly tracking, that's alcohol at seven calories per gram. Brad, where would you take alcohol from? If I'm going to track alcohol, obviously things like my fitness pile, my macros plus, um, most people's spreadsheets don't have an alcohol column. So what would you, where would you take that from? Why? And anything else you want to add? Yeah, I would take it mostly from fat. Um, one, the calories of alcohol are closer to fats. So it's about seven ish grams. Um, not all fats are exactly nine. Some are closer to like eight. So, um, you're just, your calorie for calorie, you're pretty close. And then the way your body metabolizes alcohol is more similar to fat mm-hmm. than carbohydrate metabolism. So I just generally err on that side. Yeah. And, and I like to do it because I like to eat like things like pretzels when I'm drinking. So that way salty foods that are typically, you know, pretzels, potato chips, things like that. Um, yeah. Then you have more carbs for them. Perfect. Uh, Dante asked uh, for a macro check on here. Dante, we, I think, and if I'm thinking of it, you're the correct person, you just send it for coaching. So you'll get new ones when you, when you speak with Colt, I believe is your coach. Uh, otherwise, if you do want a macro check, we don't do them on the lives. Just make a post uh, in the in the Facebook group, macrosync.net slash free group. Um, and one of our moderators will get to you shortly. And Sarah Giles, Giles. Uh, said, I went to high school with a Sarah Giles. Uh, what I, if it's Sarah Gillis? Gillis? I don't know. I don't know. You can figure that out. Uh, and there she even comments again. She said, she just want to say thank you guys. I binge listened to all of the new episodes during my distance challenge on Saturday. You helped me not go insane while running around a mile loop for six hours. What in the hell? Dude, that's, that's you intense. get you get points for being awesome. Yeah, I can. The mental fortitude it takes to do that is astronomical. Yeah, no, that sounds, I mean, that sounds awful. I'm not going to lie. I mean, good for you. You obviously, people who do that enjoy that. I would, I'd have to have a really good audiobook. Dude, even that, wouldn't you like zone out? Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd be I'd be done. She also said Sarah also said before my long distance challenge, Darko, one of the macrozinc coaches, gave me great advice on fueling and balancing my fats, carbs, protein, and how to manage eating on the day to help me going without making me feel nauseous. You guys rock! That's actually impressive. I know that that would make me feel nauseous. So good for you and good for Darko. Glad we were able to help you out. Darko is a wizard. He, he is. He's a he, 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 Darko, every time I talk to him, he just amazes me more. The guy speaks better English than I think, than most people I know, and he's only spoken English for four years. He definitely speaks better English than me. He's also substantially more thoughtful than most people I know. Uh, definitely more thoughtful than you. I mean, oh, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, me. 
I mean, you're, right. you're not wrong. So, Brad, if somebody is wondering how they can swap their macros, how they can get help for a long-distance challenge like Sarah and manage their macros for something like that, where can they go? If they want to talk to the Darko, the wizard Darko, which is his real name. Where would they go? I, here's probably what I would do. What would if you it do? was me. I would go to macrosinc.net mm-hmm. slash services. Services. And I would sign up for a coach. And then I would have my brain blown over the next three months while you work with your coach. Yeah, you will get a wealth of knowledge and information off of that. Yep. Macrosync.net slash services. You got a two-week free trial for a nutrition coaching sign-in. No promo code needed. It's just there automatically. Try it. Talk to a coach. See if you like it. Uh, you don't like it. You cancel, you're not billed. You like it, you stick around for at least three months, get some major changes, get some permanent, lasting, sustainable changes, and then you can do whatever you want. You know what else is very interesting? Yeah. So we have a anonymous survey that we have all our clients fill out um, at like set intervals, and we collect all the data. And Jay, what do you think our average rating is across all of our clients we've ever had? What, what's the, I can't remember what this is. It's out of 10. Uh, 8.5. 9.3. Whoa. That's pretty now, good. Now, if you factor into the fact that generally speaking, when people do reviews, the, it skews towards the negative because of yeah. like, you know, just, just normal stuff. So that means it's probably like if you were to pull, get real data from everybody be closer to like 9.5 or 9.6. I mean, that's even, even pretty if bonkers. Down to nine, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. It's pretty good. Dante commented. He said, uh, I asked a swapping macros with a theme, but I already asked in the group. Thank you guys. The group is awesome. So let's look real quick. Uh, he's at 75 fats, 227 carbs. Should he reduce fats and increase carbs? It really, it, yeah, we need more information. It really just depends on, uh, on what your activity, with your activity exercise choices, your daily activity, um, your need. I, I personally like to see a picture of everybody before I set any macros. Um, isn't it interesting how somebody could give you like a full breakdown of their sheets, but when you see somebody like their pictures kind of gives you a lot more context. I, I can do more off of a picture of you than I can off any most, te- and it, our intake forms are probably the exception. That's why we have the questions we do, but I can probably ask more, answer more off just showing me a question than saying these are my height, weight and activity level. Yeah, is that interesting? Yeah. Yeah, because I can I can already tell, you know, and I'm not being mean, but if, if somebody is clearly overweight just by looking at them, I know that I can set your macros lower. Yeah. I, I know how low I can set them. You know, it's I obviously want your weight, but I know you might be you might be three hundred pounds and you're super active. You were three hundred and thirty pounds and you're already down, but I can I can assume that the activity level is gonna be pretty uh pretty, pretty low. And, you know, and maybe you're active walking, but your daily activity, your fidgeting, your neat is down. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. June just asked what you're looking for in a picture. And that's kind of why I went over that. Yeah. Um, Looking for muscle, looking for everything. Yeah. I mean, it it really just uh, gives you an insight into like, who exactly are we working with? Right. And that can tell you a lot. Yeah, I, I think, and I think it goes both ways. I think it goes. That's why we do video consults for for yep. our, our clients. I think it goes both ways. I don't want to, you know, you're taking anonymous, you're taking advice on something very personal and very important from somebody that you're just talking to on the internet, 
And most of the time we don't actually see these people. We're just, they're in a, they're in a message board. They're in a, they're on an email in a chat system, but by actually having heard their tone, knowing how they talk, um, I think it really makes a big difference. And I think a photo goes just as far. Agreed. Agreed. All right. A G R E E D U G L Y. You ain't got no alibi. Facts. I do not have an alibi. Uh, you ready for the next topic? Yes. Before we get to our next topic, is there anything you want to say? Happy birthday. Okay. All right. On to our next. <laughs> I thought there was something, but happy no. Monday. I don't know. I thought I missed it is a Monday. I don't know if it's happy, compound, but it is Monday. Compound exercises. So, Jay, if you were to define compound exercises, how would you define them? Why are you asking such hard questions today? I do not like this. Is supposed to be me asking you questions. I don't like it this way. Oh, it's not. It's not good. So I would define a compound exercise as a multi-joint exercise. So that means exercises involving more than one joint. Correct. So does that mean like stability around joint or actual motion around one joint? Um, motion. Okay. There we go. Motion to joints or more. I got you. So give me an example of two compound exercises. Squat, bench press. In a squat, which joints are involved? By the way, is this, is this like is school? Oh my God. My, I, uh, my, my ankle moves, my knee and my hip. Okay, sweet. What about bench? I'm just trying to like, so people can start thinking about this stuff. I thought you were quizzing me. That's why I thought thought you were really quizzing me. (laughs) No, so like, so you've got at least three joints in a squat, right? So that means you have muscles that cross one, that cross three joints, right? So you have some muscles that attach in your feet and your lower legs, muscles that attach in your lower legs and your upper legs, muscles that attach in your upper legs, and then on the other side of your spine. So it's like, oh, now we're starting to get a lot more muscles involved. Yeah, um, and with a bench, it'll be my shoulder and my elbow. And if you have really bad form, your wrist. Yep. And your scapulars. Your, oh, yeah, well, that's, I said shoulder. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I would just define it. Is your scapula, is that a joint though? A scapular joint? Uh, So your scapula does have attachments that make it a, basically a floating joint. Okay. Yeah. You've got your uh, acromium that attaches back here and it kind of articulates a little bit oh, like a I joint. I didn't know it was classified as a joint. I knew. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't remember the exact classification. Like I know there's hinge joint, hinge joints, there's saddle joints, there's all sorts of different types of joints. I haven't studied that in a while. Yeah, but I, I, I did not know it was classified as a joint. I knew your shoulder itself was a ball joint, but I did not shoulder know. Shoulder blade joint. Let's see if it is. That's why you got the PhD. Yeah. The acromioclavicular joint. That's not it. Uh, oh yeah, it's the highest point of the scapula, the acromium meets the clavicle. And what kind of joint is it though? Um, it's a good question. Cause I mean, and, and with, with bench, depending on if, you know, I, I, I don't agree with it cause you're not actually putting the load on there, but I've seen people say it's also a, cause you have to bend your knees to get an arch to get to, you bend your knees on the floor. I've, I've seen that argument before. It is a diarthrodial joint. That doesn't really tell me much. It is a plane type synovial joint. Yes. So it is synovial and it's a plane, which means it just moves like this. Okay. Perfect. So our, our compound exercises overall, and I want a yes or no. That's, I don't want an explanation. That's not the rule of this game. 
Are compound exercises better than isolation exercises? Yes or no? No justification. No justification. I know it's killing you. I know because the explanation is going to be long. This is my new favorite game. We're going to play a game every day. I get five questions. And we're not going to do this every day. But I get five questions. You just have to say yes or no with no explanation. Yes. Yes. So compound joints are better than isolation overall in the big picture. Yes. Okay. I will. God, that's so brutal, Jay. That's just a great game, though. No. So now, our now let's now. You say in in, in with all the things going through your head. Yes, you say they're better. Now, go ahead and explain. So, compound exercises. The benefits are you get a lot more strength development out of compound exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, you generally get more metabolic utilization. So you get, you burn more calories. Um, you get more neurological development. You get greater coordination development generally. Um, and your, like, generally speaking, your kind of elastic series components. So your tendons, ligaments, your kind of tendomuscular junction, which is called your aponeurosis gets different type of loading generally during compound exercises that can make them more resilient to some types of high energy injuries. So that's generally speaking why compound exercises have substantial benefits. Okay. Now are compound exercises needed for overall and let's obviously we're talking about weightlifting here. So are compound exercises needed for strength? We'll go first strength gain. So are compound exercises required for strength gain? No. Are compound exercises required for hypertrophy? No. Are they more effective for strength gain? Yes. Are they more effective for hypertrophy? No. Okay. So if I just want to get big and jacked and I don't care about strength, because if I get bigger muscles, I'm going to get naturally stronger. I'm not going to be as strong as somebody who focuses on strength, but I'll get stronger because bigger muscles lift bigger weights. Most likely. That's an Eric Helms quote. I'll go with it. Bigger cross-sectional area. Yeah, and that's a, and that's where I think he came from it, when the muscle and strength pyramids. So if you have, if I just want to be just big and jacked and look good naked, am I would my money be better spent in compound exercises, isolation exercises, or both? I would include both. Why? Um, because you get different types of loading, mm-hmm. and you can develop simultaneous strength. And hypertrophy, and that strength kind of helps carry the hypertrophy a little bit more. Um, but you you can get a lot more volume in if you include isolation exercises. Okay, correct. Yeah, and then for for strength, they are. You think that they are overall better for strength than isolation? Yes. Why? Um, I think I alluded to this a little bit earlier, but you have. Generally, when you have more than one joint involved, mm-hmm. you get more muscle synergies working together. Um, so you can start to develop coordinated strength across multiple joints. Um, your neurological adaptations are greater. Your uh, kind of that elastic series component, you get more involvement in. Um, so think about like when you're doing just a quad extension, right? You don't really have kind of that stretch reflex. When you have a squat, you definitely get a stretch reflex at the bottom of that squat. 
okay. both in your glute stretch and in your quad stretch. So you get that bounce out of the bottom. Okay. Sure. All right. We have a comment. Ian said, mechanical tension plus metabolic stress equal equation of optimal gains. Oh, sheezy. Sheezy. Oh, my God. Um, Jay. Bradley. Did you know we have 1,333 subscribers on YouTube, which means we are only 98,667 away from our goal. That's pretty good. For anybody who is listening on YouTube, thank you very much. For anybody listening to the podcast or on Facebook, you guys should definitely go to macrosinc.net slash YouTube and follow us on Facebook, on YouTube. And not only because, and, and there's going to be exclusive content there. We got some videos already being edited. Uh, the Macro Minute with Hannah Clausen. Ooh, my logo should be back on that today. Ooh, fantastic. But Brad, why would people, what is the, if they're like, I follow you on Facebook, you know, maybe I want the exclusive content, but I'll, I'll wait to hear what other people, why should they do it now? Why should they sign up now? What are we doing? Because imagine if you really cared about people and you wanted to save their brains and in six seconds, you could essentially donate to charity. That's all you have to do. Go to macrosinc.net slash YouTube, click the subscribe button. And when we hit a, if we had a hundred thousand subscribers before the end of the year, we're going to donate $10,000 to Alzheimer's research. Because bad brains are not awesome. Yeah, Alzheimer's is like the scariest thing in the world. Like, I don't, I don't really care. Like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Obviously, I don't want like horrible deaths for anybody. Everybody should just die peacefully in their sleep at a really, really old age when they're happy with life. But like, that's the thing that like, like all the good things that ha- are gone. <laughs> like, like you might be going through a really rough time. Like, but at least you can always look back at your happy memories. Like this one, they're just gone. It's so scary. That's true. Yeah. So my so, life yeah. is a very weird series of random things. Um, yeah. is what I've discovered at this point. So in my master's degree, I took like two or three semesters, I can't remember, of neuroscience seminars. Um in one in one semester in eukaryotic molecular genetics. And a lot of them focused on like Alzheimer's. And it's just crazy what happens to the brain. Oh. And how how much we know about it, but how little we have been able to show any benefit of therapies. But here's what's really interesting. There was a, there's a biotech company that started out of, I think it was, it was either WSU or UW, or it was like a joint project between somebody who did their PhD at WSU and then moved to UW for their postdoc, whatever. Um, that was, they were called 3M Biosciences originally, because it was like M, M, and M, um, were the names involved, but they have a Alzheimer's drug that I think is in phase two right now. That actually does neuron regeneration. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy That's stuff. Pretty cool, yeah. The neuron regeneration would be huge. Yeah, oh, I want to see what it was called. It was like Alathera or something like that. Huh, that'd be neat. Ian said, "Ian said, I didn't know you guys were donating to Alzheimer's charity. Thank you for that. I have family with it. And agree, it's horrible. Yeah, it's debilitating. Working at it when I was, param- I've had families had it, but even that, just being a paramedic and seeing it all the time, it's just awful." Brad, why are you looking that up? You ready for our next topic, the last one of the day? I am always ready. All right. This one I saw on on Twitter, um, and I saw uh, people arguing over this and saying, you need to watch your protein intake because you'll get protein toxicity. So that's what we're going to talk about. Um, I kept my mouth shut because I only argue with people under a fake account under Twitter, and I only, <laughs> only argue politics, no nutrition stuff because – I don't see a point in arguing nutrition. 
Um, and I don't even argue politics. I just like, I actually like to have like real discussions about it. Yeah. Um, but the protein toxicity. So Brad, without any, just yes or no, that's all I need. Yes or no. Is protein toxicity a real thing? Yes. Is it something that, and these are all yes or no questions. Is it something that is common? No. Can it kill you? Yes. Would it be a painful death? Uh, probably would not be great. It was yes or no. Mm, yes. Yes. Okay. Now, so what is, so who is, is, is the general public at risk for protein toxicity? Like the average person, do they have to worry no. about this? No. no, no. So we're mainly talking about like renal patients, right? People with kidney disease. We are talking about two types of people, people who have, well, maybe three people who have pretty robust kidney disease, mm-hmm. people who have a very high protein, very, very, very low fat intake, okay, or people who have some genetic protein metabolism disorder. Okay. And, and is it, is it any type of protein or specifically animal protein or like can um, I, if I, if I cut animal, let's say I have, um, and obviously the genetic one might be different, but if I have like an underlying renal disease and I switch to a vegan diet, but I'm still getting protein in from all the plants, does that still cause the same issues? It, yes, it can. Okay. Yeah. Generally speaking, the amino acid profiles of plants have slightly less deleterious effects on damaged kidneys than animal proteins do. And it okay. just has to do with size, charge, and signaling properties of some amino acids. Okay. Um, but that effect is pretty minor. Okay. So in a, in a normal person, and in, in, in not and I don't mean normal as in they're not normal. I mean, as, a, as in an average healthy adult, how's that? Um, average healthy adult, if I have... A, a, a surplus, this plethora of protein, let's say 400 grams of protein in a day. What am I going to do? I'm obviously not going to utilize all of that protein. What do I do with the extra protein? Um, you will oxidize some of it for energy. Okay. You will have some of it go towards your free amino, free amino acid pool, which will be used for enzymes, antibodies, all sorts of stuff. And then you'll, you'll denitrogenate it. So you'll remove the nitrogen and then you'll pee out most of the extra nitrogen. Okay. Will I use any of it for immediate energy? Yes. Yeah. What is your yeah. body? How does your body convert that? I can't remember what that's called. Um, so, uh, the process, the deamination process. Yeah. So you deaminate it. So you pull off the nitrogens. I thought there was a whole, I thought it had a name like, um, well, you can go through gluconeogenesis, there you go, which is the creation of glucose from, um, so. glycerol and amino acids and pyruvate. How common is gluconeogenesis? Or lactate. Um, it, it, all the time. It's always going on in your body. And we're converting that in, we're converting protein into glucose at that point. Uh, we're converting a bunch of carbon skeletons into glucose. And okay. those carbon skeletons come from fatty acids, proteins. And then, and those can get stored as, those get used for energy or they get stored as fat? No, they generally get used for immediate energy usages. <laughs> And then some of it can be converted into fatty acids and stored as glycogen, but it's a very small percentage. Okay. And I'm kind of getting off topic here, but it's along the same lines and building on where we're at. There's that old, there is an old, not old, it's a newer rumor going around that too much protein can't, you can't get fat off protein. So, but 
you're not going to store protein as fat. What you're going to do is use the carbon skeletons that are converting to glucose for energy, and you're just not going to oxidize fat that you already have stored, and you're going to store all carbohydrates as fat then, correct? Um, y- yes and no. Okay. Yeah. So and you'll have – Protein. Pardon me? And I get fat off of too much protein. You can, but it's very difficult. Um, yeah. So kind of that process, what would happen is you would have kind of a – a suppression of fatty acid oxidation. Mm-hmm. So your fat stores would not be utilized for daily energy as much because you'd have excess, you'd have enough energy. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, protein is also insulinogenic. Okay. So you'd have some insulin effects. Um, your protein would get converted into glucose. Some of that protein can be, those carbons can be converted into fatty acids, but it's pretty inefficient, like really, really inefficient. It actually would probably cost you more energy to do that. Um, and then you would have some suppression of carbohydrate oxidation and then that would kind of spare fatty acid oxidation as well. Okay. So, but so minimally storing protein. So if I'm going to go over on one of my macros, like I'm starving, it's midnight and I'm, I hit my macros. If I had to pick one, you'd pick protein to go over on. Yes. Cause is, is there a chance it just might not affect your weight at all? Yes. Interesting. I like, yep. let's not advise that to people, but yeah, that's, Okay. It's pretty crazy. I'm just going to keep shrimp in my, in my shrimp, fried shrimp, so big shrimp, shrimp, potatoes and shrimp, oh shrimp salad, lemon shrimp. We're not doing bubble shrimp impression. Uh, I just watched Forrest Gump not too long ago. I really That's like such a good movie. Yeah. It is. Ooh. Um, what? I have an announcement to make. We're still talking about protein toxicity, but go ahead. Uh, okay. I'll make it after we're done to talk about protein toxicity. Okay. Who is so so at risk? Is is this something that somebody is gonna they're gonna be eating a lot of protein and then find out that they probably shouldn't be eating that much, or is this something that you you already know that you're at risk for developing this? Um, I mean, if you have established kidney disease, you you would have recommendations around it, um, okay. like the doctors would tell you. If I mean, really, the only circumstances are if you have like a genetic condition in which you would know. And then the last one is if you're having pretty high protein intakes and very low fat intakes. And so generally that is what we call rabid starvation. Mm-hmm. So it's, they call it rabbit starvation because rabbit is a meat source is very, very, very lean. Like rabbits just don't carry much adipose tissue at all, right. like wild rabbits. So if you're like out in the woods and you're only eating wild rabbits for like weeks on end, you will get rabbit starvation where you will have protein poisoning essentially from too much protein and not enough fatty acids. Now, is that, is that like a one day thing? Like I just go super low fat for a day. No, rabbit meat. It's pretty, it has to be like extended acute. That makes sense. Like it has to be a pretty high intake for, you know, several days and weeks at a time. Okay. So it's not a one day thing. I'm one day. I'm fine. Because I still have fat reserves, right? And that's going to be it. Is yeah, it's not a one day stand, Jay. Okay. Well, let's see. We get a comment, then we'll get to uh, just Ginger saying hello. Hello, Ginger. Hello, Ginger. Uh, Brad, what's your announcement? Uh, I am officially a very important doer on Fiverr. Oh my god! Because you, I got my badge today. Because you've ordered so many things, dude. I I should just be a professional delegator of duties. You you kind of are. I know. That's kind of my job title. Yeah, I was just say, um, <laughs> Can we change my job title to Chief Delegator? And yeah. 
And we'll change your email to chief or your uh, your title to chief email officer. Yes. Mine's my initials stay the same. Yours changes to COD. Yeah. So like yours it. would be CEO and mine would yeah. be COD. COD. <clears throat> yes. See, I have a, a very important doers program. Welcome to Very Important Doers, an exclusive program only to our top doers. Oh, VID yeah. turns oh, your passion into real rewards. Uh, what does it mean? It's a complimentary program that is all about getting more to our VIDs. As a VID, you can expect exclusive benefits and guidance to help. We muted Brad. So Stashi, <laughs> his face of a Paul right now for available on the podcast. He's back. Stephanie said, Stephanie said, thank you for these on my lives. They're so informative and helpful. You're welcome, Stephanie. But you Except for me. You, you read that comment before Brad decided to read what his Fiverr award badge is. I'm still so very excited about you it. Can, you, if you want to delete that comment, I understand. Ian said, what shenanigans did your Fiverr, Brad, did your Fiverr badge entail, Brad? Uh. I have now have a success manager. Apparently, um, I have priority support. I don't know what that means. Exclusive promotions, and I have a badge. I'm. I mean, if it means like the other company, like most tech companies, when I was a uh, an Expedia Platinum highest level of rewards member for all the travel that I had booked for all of my staff and myself. Oh, I was like, where's Brad? Oh, we got his Brad's uh, very important doers program up there. Oh, Just so you know. Yeah, just so we could all view. look at that badge. When I was on, when I got the Expedia Gold member, I had to, you know, you're supposed to get priority line for customer service, all this stuff. You have a special phone number to call. So I called it one time and they said, your hold time is three hours. Thank you for being a gold member. So then I, I call, I hung up and I called the non gold member line and the wait time was five hours. So, you know, it does bump you up to three or five, from five to three. You know what would be really awesome? Um, a world with a gold-backed currency. Imagine if people, when they emailed you, knew where your email that the email that they sent you was in your email queue. No, 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 that'd be horrible. Like, wouldn't that be kind of nice? So they're like, they will be back to you based on average email response time. They will be back to you in forty-seven days. And imagine the person who has four thousand spams, four thousand <laughs> in there. Based on your current rate, you will never be answered. Or like, based on this person's behavior history, they will not respond to you. Yeah, and if they do, you probably don't want them to respond because it's going to be all caps. All caps. Yeah. So, all caps. Brad, what else you got going on today? Anything exciting? Uh. Well. One thing is very exciting. Another thing is dreadful. Anybody have any questions? Ask away. I have to go get my eyes examined today because I need to order new contacts and they won't give me new contacts without an updated prescription. So I have to go get my eyes dilated. Well, that sucks. So I have to do that. But on the good news is I am, I have new glasses I'm ordering. Would Ooh. you like to see a picture of what they're going to look like? I don't think I have a choice. You have screen access control now and I don't like it. Um, let me see if I can find it. Oh, I also have a, speaking of protein. Did you have anything? Uh, anybody have any questions? Let's see. Oh, ooh, Brad, those are fancy glasses. For everybody looking on the podcast, these glasses have clear lenses and black circles around them. <laughs> they are absolutely stunning. <laughs> you are so. And the picture Brad showed was not the glasses on his face. It was literally just. Do you glasses. see this picture? That Brad's showing pictures of sex toys now on Am I Live Next? No, season. I'm not. Do you see how one is a giant vial and one is a very small vial? Yeah, but it looks like they're for urine. 
So, uh, yes, one is a 1.7 mil Eppendorf tube, and another one is a 15 mil conical tube. Okay. Both for they you. are from two different mice. They are 24 hour urine collections. Okay. The small one is from a non diabetic mouse, yeah. and the large one is from a diabetic mouse. So you can see how much more the diabetic mice drink and how much more they pee in a given day. I, I think the real question is I have two questions. Two. Yes. One. Why are you showing me pictures of my because like and two and two? Why do you have pictures of mouse urine on your phone? Well, um, I'll answer the the latter question first, so it gives you some context. Um, I spent eight years of my professional life studying diabetes. I spent four and a half years of it studying the effects of diabetes and protein intake in the kidney, mm-hmm. and so I was doing some studies where I was. Uh, genetically modifying kidneys to see if our protein of interest was involved in the disease. And so part of it was I had to collect 24-hour urines to measure inflammatory biomarkers in the kidney and in the urine. And so I was picking up all the 24-hour urine samples, and I saw this, and I was like, because a lot of times we talk about like, hey, some of the symptoms of diabetes are increased thirst, and people are like, ah, whatever. They don't think much about it. Yeah. So this is what like, it's a good there is a there's a tenfold difference in urine output between these mice, which is crazy. Oh, that's a good um, Why am I showing it to you? Because we're talking about protein, and this was a study I did on protein and inflammation in the kidney of people, of mice with diabetes. Do you think people who work construction go around showing each other pieces of concrete? Like, dude, check out this piece of concrete that I nailed in 1983. I hope so. My my dad does that with Polaroids of fires. He'll, you'll be sitting in his garage and be like, look at this fire from 1996. It was a bad <laughs> backdraft. Yeah. Oh, do, do not even get started on that. <laughs> I was not allowed to watch that movie until I was like, until I was out of the, until I was like a teenager and watched it at somebody's house. He would not let me watch that because he was, yeah, it was, yeah. There was a, uh, what's that YouTube channel where they do like super, super slow-mo? Like they do the one where they show like a photon moving, like that's how fast their cameras are. So they did one with a backdraft where they like had the shipping container and they like opened the door and there was like nothing, nothing, nothing. And then whoosh, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, um, you can, sometimes you can see the yellow, there's supposed to, it's supposed to be yellow smoke is what you can see, but I think it happened so fast you can't see shit. All right, Steffi B has a question. Uh, if I'm running for two to three hours on my long run day, should I eat my regular 130 grams of protein or reduce protein and eat more carbs and fats? Or is a higher protein good for recovery? Yeah, I would say I wouldn't change your protein at all. Um, I would maybe like if you feel like you need more carbohydrates on those days for recovery purposes, I would just swap some fats for more carbs on that day. Yep. And she said, also, am I still able to cut if training for a half marathon? You are, yes. I would say it's not optimal. I would also say don't aim to cut. I would say fuel for your training so you have adequate recovery. You don't get like stress fractures or shin splints or, um, you know, anything like that. But if you do manage to lose weight as a result of that process, then that's great. Yeah. I, I would, I would add to that. Like I always, you can do both, right? You can always train for a marathon diet. But pick one that's your priority. Is is the performance at your marathon your priority, or is your weight loss your priority? And like Brad said, you set up your macros to probably fuel your your training. I would I would switch everything over to maintenance and 
try to keep your body weight the same while you're running 30. If you're running 30 miles, 50, I don't even know how much you run in training for a half marathon, but let's say you're running 30 miles a week. If you're running 30 miles a week and your body weight stays the same and you're at maintenance macros, you're going to recomp quite a bit. You'll shed some body weight. You'll increase your times, um, but it won't be significant, but that's the best of both worlds. In my opinion, at least that's what I would do. IYO. IYO. I in IYO. In your opinion. Oh, in your opinion. Oh my God. I hate you. (laughs) How many times a day do you text me that? (laughs) What? Oh my God. I hate you because of my Uh, corny jokes I send you. Let's see. There's a Jesus. There's a SOB. Um, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Mock. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Yeah. That would be nice to be you. Ouch. Kiss ass. <laughs> ass. Holy hell. Are these me to you or are you to me? These are me just replies to things. Um, Pretty I'll, accurate. LOL. I noticed your, I, yeah, I noticed dot, dot, dot. Um, there's like six in a row of XOXO. <laughs> That's why I have gold. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, are, if anybody have any sucked, that's all it says. Has any have any sucked? It was uh, oh, when I asked you, have you tried any all of your meals before you rate them live? And you said, no, I don't try them. I do it in my first take. So, yep, I do it. I do it one take, yeah. and people are going to get the unfiltered yeah. me. That was that actually surprised me when you review those meals. Those meals from uh, Mother Macros. I, I was I I asked Brad after I watched him like if any of those suck like are you lying and this was a private conversation between me and him and he goes no I try them live I go if any sucked he goes yeah I haven't given all of them great scores but none of them been awful oh. yep comment Steffi thank you you are absolutely welcome um, Brad I think we're done beautiful so um, let me give some in uh, in stream stats uh, we have not added a substantial amount of new subscribers. So we're still on 1.33 K on YouTube. So, um, I know that we can get to 1.34 K by the end of this. So go do it. Um, make sure if you have any questions, go to macrozinc.net. If you would like your meals prepped for you, delivered, ready to go at less than $10 a meal, go to motherofmacros.com. Use the code macros10 at checkout and you can have, I have had, let's see, chicken marsala. I've had the Mac Daddy. I've had chicken chipotle meatballs. I've had Tuscan chicken. I've had, uh, Korean beef. I've had donuts, which are delicious. I've had so many bad jokes just to comment on these. But God, I've had bazillions and they've all been very delicious and. Um, go check it out and please go to iTunes and rate us on the iTunes store. Give us five star review. Um, tell Jay, he has great hair on there and we will be climbing the YouTube and the Instagram in the iTunes charts so we can reach more people and help save more lives. Uh, so Dante said, even though I'm constantly searching for information, if not for Iron Culture Podcast, I wouldn't have heard of this one. You were on that, I believe, Brad. I believe I was, yeah. So yeah. I'm good. Um, I don't know if I would say I'm good friends, but I'm friends with Eric Helms. Um, we're good colleagues. We've worked together on a few projects. Um, 
I'm going to be on a couple other podcasts here in the near future. So we'll make sure that we link to those as well. Yeah. I did a podcast once. It was horrible. Oh, Ian subbed knuckles. Boom. If you can't see, I just boomed my, my, my webcam. I would have laughed if you had knocked it off. <laughs> just bang. Damn, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. I, have, <laughs> I have excellent control. All right. Are we done? Um, we are done. All right, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to have guests on this week at a whole new, not a whole new, new format, but a bunch of great show ideas coming out for you. So make sure you guys listen, subscribe. If you want updates on when we're live, go to YouTube. You can go to the Macros, Macros Inc. Facebook page. We do have this set as a TV, as a series. So you can get alerts when it's, uh, when they're after they're live. You can follow the Macros Inc. Facebook page, follow myself or Brad. Yes, follow true, you can. If you follow me on Facebook, you'll get alerts when we go live. If you subscribe to the group, you'll get alerts when the group goes live in the group. Um, and that is Stephanie just, Steffi B just subscribed to YouTube. I got the alert right now. Yeah, Steffi B. All right, guys. We are out. See you guys. Oh, tomorrow. Jay, we should give away a t shirt tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. I think we should do that. So we'll get make sure you tune in live tomorrow because we only give away shirts live. Yeah. Free shirt tomorrow. All right. You ready? We're out. Goodbye, everybody. Have a good day. Thanks so much for checking out this episode of Am I Live, a podcast from Macros, Inc. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate it. Until next time.